Today on Unpacked. She was so full of life. I never thought my daughter could be at harm's way. Where is Ukuma? No mother should ever have to go through that. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was going to be this hard. No parent should ever have to bury a child. Today's guest shares her journey on losing a child to drowning. Let's unpack. On the 2nd of May, 2013, a whirlwind swung into Monica Ndindwa's life. The mother of two was rushed from work to home for an impromptu family meeting. It was there that the news of the tragic passing of her daughter, Chumaletu, was conveyed to her. The cause? She had drowned in the family pool. Chumaletu was only four years old at the time. Monica joins us today to detail the events of the day and share her story of loss, grief, and acceptance. This is part one of the conversation. Let's unpack. Monica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So take me back to your little one. Wow. Tell, me, tell me about them. Um, my daughter, my late daughter, um, wow, my sunshine, I'll call her that. Mm. Um, you know, there's so much that you can say about one that you give birth to, but there are moments, I think she was more of a bully than anything. Yes. Because she was so full of life. Yes. Um, uh, she had an older brother, mm -hmm. um, Otoni, and uh, which they were very close. And, you know, um, loved food, uh, which is not me, by the way. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but, you know, she was a young girl full of life. Yes. And for me, um, as her mother, I could not have asked for anything perfect than what I had. So what was uh, Kumale to like as a baby? She was a child that was... <laughs> always running around full of life, mm. um, bubbly. Um, you know, Kuma was, I would say, the small version of me. Yes, mini. Uh, mini me, yes. yes. Um, beautiful inside out. And, um, you know, and um, for me, um, as I see that um, it was more, she was just more than a daughter to me because I've always wanted to have a daughter. And I think when I was pregnant and I was just praying that, can I please get a girl so that, you know, we can have magic outfits yes. and, you know, and uh, not very stubborn, but um, she, she, she was just full of life. Yes. Would you say she was the little girl that you prayed for? She was exactly what I prayed for, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. So now, what was her energy like in the home? I mean, you say she was full of life and really a home changes when there's a new member that joins. What, what was her energy like in the house? She would turn things upside down, which uh, at most times we would not be prepared for. And um, I think for her older brother to just be running around uh, behind her younger sister, you know, Kuma was everywhere. And, but she was just a loving soul in the fact that, um, you know, even in her age, you know, Kuma had behind her had 
such a gentle soul. Mm. And even in most things that she she would do, you know, she would wake up and I would still be sleeping on my bed and she would sneak in my bed and say, love you, mommy. And I'm fast asleep. And I could just hear a kiss on my on my cheek. And for me, that, those are the small moments that we, we will always cherish and yes. always remember about her. But she's full of life, running around. And as, you know, a child that is just... Alive, mm, yes. Mm, mm. And I think you, you you describe it so well because it's the little things. Yes. Definitely the little things. Yes. So take me to days leading up to that fateful day. What okay. what what was what were thing what was life like for you and the family and her? Days leading that were pretty normal. It's just that um, close to the day, um, she had gotten flu because she was at uh, crash mm. at the time at the nursery. And so we took her out the, the like four days before and so she could be home. Mm. So we had a helper at home. However, the grandmother then said, you know, it's best if she can come and be with me whilst she's recovering. Mm. And we're going through those days, then she went to the grandmother's house so that she could recover for the flu and then get back. And which grandmother was this? Is this your mother or your then husband's it, mother? It was my ex-husband's mother. Okay. Yes. So, um, and, and that made sense at the time that, yes. you know, to be with family and not have to be with, yes. with a helper or a nanny. Yes. So she goes then to Granny's place. Where was Granny staying at the time in relation to to where you were staying? We still in Gauteng, in, mm. in, in Meerdale. Mm. Um, so it was not far from, from us, but um, it was it was still within the province, the mm. same province as us. Mm. Um, so we could come in now and then. Mm. And I remember the last day that I actually saw my daughter alive was on the 1st of May, which was the holiday. Mm. And I remember as we were leaving to actually leave for where, for good going back to our home, mm. as the garage door closed down, she wept for some reason. When I look at it um, years later, it was like saying, "Mom, this is this is our final goodbye now. Mm. This is us saying, this is me saying, you're not gonna see me again. You're not gonna mm. hear this cries again. You're not gonna. There's nothing else that is going to be there anymore." And mm. for me, she was trying to communicate. And you know, she's always been close, very close with the father. And, but this one day, she held me up so close, like she mm. like the hug, it was un, unimaginable. Mm. And for me, of course, I wouldn't have thought um, uh, anything at the time, but I said, you know, the way Kumaletu is crying today and the way she's so affectionate to me and, and you know, you know it, it brought me warmth more than anything, mm. not mm. knowing that um, it will actually lead to something else. Mm. So that was something unusual. For me, it was unusual because she has never wept the way that she did mm. um, the last time that I saw her. Also, um, it the the affection that she had shown me um, it was much different, mm. and the energy for me, it, I I could have never had understood it by then. But mm. you know, but everything was just so different when I look back mm. on that day. Everything was just so different. And it was just saying that it's like she was communicating with me mm. that, you know, mommy, um, this would be it. 
This would be the last time that you hold me. This would be the last time that I cry. This would be the last, mm. you know. And for me, that that was just, yeah, still overwhelming. Mm. So now take me to the fateful day because, um, you know, she's at Grand's. What was your guys' routine when she was visiting? Did you guys do phone calls in the morning or how did it go? We do phone calls in the morning mm-hmm. and we will speak on the phone, even though it was uh, our own communication was in codes. Yes. <laughs> and um, I would check on, also speak to the, mother, the, the grandmother because mm-hmm. I know the certain time at seven o'clock, I need to know she's got her porridge, she's eaten her porridge. And I know she, there were dogs around the house, and, but she was not allowed to go outside the house. So she was in the house. Mm. So I would ask, what is she wearing mm-hmm. um, or what did she do? But so that if the weather is cold, I would then direct of what grandma can pick up of the suitcase that we had, of the clothing that we had mm-hmm. packed for her. So that was the actual routine. But every morning I would check up on her and just speak with her. So tell me about that specific morning. Talk me through that day. Um, forgive me if I'm emotional. No, no, <laughs> no, no problem at all. Mm. I have spoken about, I think, this, um, you know, this day and people feel that I'm one of the strongest people, but um, believe me, you you never forget mm. because some of the things that us as parents, you are never prepared to bury your child. Mm. On that day, I was at work. Mm. After I called, um, I received a call from the reception. So you had spoken to her already in the morning. Already spoken to her. Good morning. Yes. Done the usual routine. Yes. Mm. And we said, I love you, mommy. And they said, love you. And, Mm. you know, and um, so around 12, I think around quarter past 12, uh, the grandmother and the grandfather, they come to my workspace. Mm. And I get called by the reception that I should come to the reception. So which grandmother and grandfather? It's not your parents? It's not my parents. It's your ex-husband's parents. Yes. Yes. And they then tell me, oh, there's a meeting at home. So they come to your work to say there's a meeting at home? Yes. Okay. Already my alarms are up. Hmm. I would know that it's impossible during the week that there will be a meeting. During the day During the day also, where everybody is going on about, we are at work, everybody is doing, you know, know, it was very awkward. And I knew that something, perhaps they were not telling me something. But never have I ever imagined that it would be what they had told me Mm. or what I had to go and see. Mm. So I leave my car at work. So wait, they, they come, mm-hmm. the reception calls you to say, you yes. need to come to reception, yes. you go. Yes. Grandmother and grandfather are there and they say you need to come home. Yes. But they didn't, did they seem shocked? Did they, how did they seem when they were talking to you? The, the grandfather could not even look me in the eye. Yes. The, the grandmother, uh, you know, she just hugged me and I'm like, okay, this is also weird because we've never been also... Really, I'm, I'm not saying we were not close, but um, she comforted me in a way that, you know, um, come, let us go. And I'm like, but I'm in the middle of work. Mm. And can I not finish my shift? And then perhaps I'll drive to you guys. And mm. then mm. The, the first question 
that I asked though was that, is everything okay? Mm. And still I get the same answer. No, everything is fine. We just want to have a meeting. Mm. As in it's an urgent meeting. Mm. Now my mind is racing mm. because I'm thinking, I've, in my mind, let me be honest, I never thought my daughter could be at harm's way. Mm. I thought perhaps it was my mother back mm. in the Eastern Cape, maybe they had called them to say, and they can't. Can you, yes. yes. Yeah. And perhaps maybe someone close to me, um, my older sister or someone that, you know, in the mm. family, but not in my wildest dream could I have been ready for what mm. happened that day. So I left my car at work and then I went into their car at the back seat and close to getting onto the street where their house is, mm. I see a tons or a row of fire brigades. Mm. Immediately mm. I knew Something's happening. something is happening. Mm. And for me, um, I think I'm even relieving it now because the way I shook, my heart is pumping out and I'm saying my daughter is there and the grandmother is there. And I'm saying, oh, maybe it's the grandmother. Still in my mind, I never said it was Kuma that was in danger. But if you're thinking maybe it's the grandmother, you mean your mother? Yes. Okay, because the other, because what I'm thinking about is the fact that if the grandmother and grandfather, as yes. in your ex-husband's they parents are with, are with you, yes. who did you think your, your, your child was with? I, I thought perhaps is with, because they've, let me say she had two grandmothers. Oh, okay. Let me put it in that yes, way. Yes. So I'm thinking it's the main grandmother yes. that did not come with them. Oh, I understand. Yes, because my ex-husband's uh, father had two wives. I understand. Yes. Okay, now, now we get yes. it. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe she's in trouble and maybe something is happening. Oh, oh. And my first thought was, whoa, something has happened to mom. But something in me was panicky, uh, you know, and also I think as a Christian, something in me was telling me a part of me was, had been taken away because the feeling, I can't even put it into words because the feeling that I had on that day. Mm. 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 Sorry. No, please don't <laughs> apologize. Please don't apologize. Mm. Take your time. Mm. Take your time. You had a certain feeling that you can't even name. Yeah. You don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it because at the time, I could not even wait for the car to stop. Mm. As they're driving down, I jumped out, mm. left my shoes, mm. everything bare feet, and mm. I ran down into the house. Mm. Mm. And as I'm I'm going into the house. I see there's, on my left-hand side and my right-hand side, there are people already. 
piled up and everyone is shaking their heads and looking at me and immediately so are knew, these neighbors these are, are the, neighbors yes 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 and immediately i knew something was wrong yeah immediately i knew something was wrong when i got into the house i did not go straight to the pool mm. i went into the house who was with you going in the house you were by yourself I was because by myself. you were in yeah yes and i see a group of women seated at the dining table and they sit me down who are the group of women um the grandmother mm. uh was there and there's other relatives mm. um that um that that i know and also the sister mm. was there um uh, kuma's aunt and the way other neighbors that i could recognize mm. and they set me down and as they set me down i was then told take your time mm. i was then told that trauma is no more mm. <laughs> Mm. Mm. I remember I'm sorry. I didn't know it was going to be this hard. And they tell me that Kuma is no more. I could not believe it. Is that, is that what they just said straight yes. they didn't they didn't say, say what happened mm. so now my reaction i stood up mm. and i'm saying no it can't be mm. i literally grabbed the grandmother like this mm. and i said where is ukuma upi ukuma and that tried to calm me down and i fell on the floor and i screamed mm. i screamed in despair i screamed in 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 disbelief i screamed in asking but but where were you and and and, and so many emotions were going through me at that time but my concern was Okay the paramedics are here and and you know so many things are going through my mind because I want to understand at what time did you find her in the pool at what time did I had so many questions so many ans- so answers so when did they tell you what happened they told me what happened they picked me up from the floor and set me on the couch and the grandmother says to me after i fed her the porridge in the morning she lay down on the couch on there's a sliding door mm. in the lounge they owned a very big house and i then asked her okay so she was sleeping mm. and where were you so she had visitors a visitor mm. and she was having tea in the lounge mm. in that in the in the dining hall let mm. me say mm. 
while Kuma was sleeping on the other side of the lounge. And according to what she told me, she does not understand when Kuma got up, but when she wanted to wake her up mm. to see if she to see if she, she needed anything or was to feed her again because it was already past lunchtime mm. so that she can give her next meal. Frantically, she looks around the house and she doesn't see Kuma. Mm. And the last place for her to look because she had checked the sliding door. It was open, but it was it was unlocked, let me say, mm. but it was not open. Mm. So to my understanding, it would have been open and shut. Yes. And with Kuma not being allowed to also go outside on her own, for me, I mean, if if it was me, I'm just saying, I, yeah. I would have checked every now and then if she's still sleeping. Mm. Even though I feel that there are people who are in the house or there's both of us in the house, but for someone that is left in your care, mm. to my understanding, I would have wanted to understand, but where, where were you? Were you not checking mm. on her? Or you just assume that she's sleeping because she did not come to you or, mm. or she's sleeping, but you also know. And bear in mind that Kuma would not have unlocked the sliding door by herself. Mm. The sliding door is small. She was yeah. too small. Yeah. So all of these questions come to my mind. And she says eventually they found her in the pool. And but by that time she couldn't swim, uh, the grandmother. So she was as in she was inside the swimming pool? Yes. Basically floating. Floating. And do we know which way she was facing? She was facing down. Mm. Mm. She was facing down. And around what time of day was that? It was around, I would say, according to her, around quarter past 10 to 11. Mm. And I then asked, now I'm speaking to the paramedics who were on the scene, how long did my daughter stay in the water? Mm. The one guy says to me, my, your daughter has been in the water for 30 minutes. Wow. Mm. It's, a, it's a long time. It's a long time for, for someone who was put under someone's care to not be checked. Mm. Even for us as adults, I cannot be in the same house with you and not check and not see you for 30 minutes and I know that there's nothing wrong. Mm. Can I ask a question without it? You know, the intention here is not at all to try and point fingers at anybody, lay blame on anybody, but to um, get to hear what your side of the story is. Yeah. You mentioned that the grandmother had a visitor. Yeah. So is it possible that because there was somebody that was there visiting, um, that time passed by, whereas under normal circumstances, because you don't have somebody that you're sitting talking with and you don't notice how much time goes by, that, you know, she may have been checked more often? For me, that was the first thing that I said to her. Mm. 
I asked her, where were you? What were you doing? Mm. And out of anger, I then said, And for me, that was just saying to her, there is no way that you could have a visitor and forget that you are a caregiver to someone else who is a child Mm. that you need to be checking up on. And the child was sick at the time. And the child had flu, Mm. yes. Mm. And... You are, not, you are not even concerned even to admis, administer the medication or to check if mm. she's fine, if her temperature is fine, because you suggested that she be here. Mm. And for me, um, you know, it was, I still, a lot of people say I still need to hold her accountable, but um, I, I had to make peace within me for me to be able to to understand the happenings of that day. Mm. And this is way before I go to the pool and see my daughter. So in that moment now, she's explaining what happened. Yes. And she's telling you with a group of, you know, people, a group of women there. Yes. um, That, you know, were, were gathered to be support for you, for them to tell you the news. Yes. And... Um, she explains, of which you are obviously at the time, you've got a million and one questions. You have not seen her yet. No. So what happens next? What happens next? I said, okay, let me see her. But before I do that, I went into a room with um, Busi, which was, which was the aunt. Mm. And then I said, the only way that I, I know how to do this is to pray. Mm. I went into the room and I prayed and I said, God, I don't know. I remember my words exactly. I said, I don't know how I'm going to handle this, but I'm going to ask you to carry me through this. I'm going to ask for your guidance. I'm going to ask for your strength in me because me alone, I won't be able to carry on and do this. It was not even more than five minutes and then I came out of the room and they were holding me, and I said, don't hold me. I went to the poolside. She was already covered in her blanket. Mm. I pulled the blanket It was so cold. Mm. (laughs) I could not believe. She was so cold. And I held her to my chest. And I said, take off these clothes from her. She is cold. I said, take them off. I think that that is um, no mother should ever have to go through that. So 
At this time, who's who's with you? Was everybody still with you? Everybody's still with me. And I sit at the pavement of the pool holding my daughter as cold as she was. And I'm praying. I'm saying, God, if you can take me and wake her up, I'm ready. I'm willing for you to take me and just just wake her up. She's got so much to live for. And the paramedics then say to me, ma'am, unfortunately, um, we're going to have to wrap her up and uh, we're waiting for the pathology car to come because I couldn't, they couldn't take it uh, with the normal uh, mortuary car. And what was the reason that they couldn't take her with a normal mortuary car? Because they said it's an accident. Hmm. They said the pathology, um, the government pathology needs to go to a government mortuary. Hmm. And I was just not ready to let go. Hmm. I was just not ready to let go. Um, I remember it was like she was going to wake up and say, Mommy, it was like she was going to wake up and say, love you. <laughs> and I put it down and covered her. I tried to take what she was wearing off. And then I say to the people around me, bring me dry clothes. These clothes are wet. My child is cold. Mm. <laughs> Were you still holding on to the hope, like you say, that it's still a big misunderstanding? I was still holding on to the hope that she would wake up and God will hear my prayers and a miracle will happen. And then the paramedics told me, even if she would have survived, she would be brain damaged because of the amount of time that she was in the water. That even if she would have survived, there would be so much complication. Maybe it would be a survival of a few days. Mm. And she would have been gone. I then say, Remember saying this word, and I said, "It is well with my soul." With my soul, and I wept. Next time on Unpacked, Tony says to me, "No, it can't be, Mummy. It cannot be." I felt there was no support structure for me for what I was going through. My daughter's organs are missing. Would you say that losing your daughter and that whole situation is, is what ended your marriage? We all deal with pain in different ways. I could not protect her. I failed her.
Unpacked with Rilebukhile Maboja. New episodes weekdays at 5.30pm on my YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe. Television edited broadcasts weekdays at 5pm open up to S3.